Encrypt everything, right? That's what we've all been told. Encrypt personal data. Many people rely on the privacy that encryption provides. Encryption. The best way to keep people from reading your emails. But what if that's all just been a lie? I've talked to a ton of InfoSec people, heard all about the potential attack vectors and threat levels, really eye-opening, brain-bending, terror-inducing stuff. Why absolutely everything needs to be locked down all the time, always. Make it as secure as possible with end-to-end -end encryption. We're holding that information on your device encrypted. We need to do quantum encryption. Which honestly kind of lit up all my happy paranoia buttons inside. But then, then I talked to some data recovery experts and they told me a very different story. One that stopped me cold. Here's the current narrative. If you don't have strong encryption, not on your local drive, not on your backups, not on your online accounts, then if the worst happens, if someone hacks into your accounts, subpoenas them, or breaks in and steals your phone, your laptop, your desktop, right out of your home, you can replace your devices and regain access to your data, but one day you might be browsing Reddit or wherever and see yourself, all of you, your emails, your intimate photos, your identity, your health records, your private messages, your code, your client files, just everywhere. And there's no way to take any of that back. Not ever. A laptop containing thousands of people's health information. Secret relationship between the FBI and one of the country's biggest computer retailers. And then yeah. poof, it's out there in the ether. Everything embarrassing, legally damaging, and potentially career wrecking, just all online, naked and afraid, which is why data theft is what many information security experts just keep telling us is such a growing threat and why we're better off encrypting everything and making sure if anything fails, it fails secure rather than safe. But here's the dirty little data secret that nobody talks about, the paradox that we all face all the time. If you do encrypt everything, drives secured, backups in the vault, online accounts locked down, and a different worst thing happens, like a fire takes out your phone, your laptop, your desktop, and your home. If you lose your two-factor keys or your drives are all damaged, you can get new devices, but you may not ever be able to regain access to your accounts or recover any of your drives, not your client work or portfolio, not your wedding photos or videos of your kids, not your last voicemail from your dad, your travel journals, your family records, your digital wallet, the stock footage you planned on retiring on, just nothing. Because without working keys, all your data is rendered into the equivalent of pseudo-random strings and binary blobs. That is literally how ransomware works. The threat from ransomware. Ransomware. Ransomware attack. After attack. a ransomware attack. Ransomware. ransomware attacks. Your data gets locked away where you can't get access to it with the attackers hoping you'll be desperate enough to pay them anything to just get it back. Which is why data loss is what many backup and recovery experts will tell you affects far more people far more frequently than data theft and why sometimes fail safe is better than fail secure. And that's the problem, that's the paradox. And I felt it myself personally. I've had accounts compromised from major retailers to email providers, but I've also been locked out of my own two-factor accounts and had encrypted drives fail on me, including one with 
a bunch of videos from a weeks long set of interviews I did in New York City, just all lost, RIP, gone forever. Which is why all of this, all of this is just so much more complex and nuanced than encrypt all the things. And there are no easy answers because no matter what you choose to do or not do, there's some level of risk. So it all comes down to personal choice, which don't ever let anyone in real life or in some snooty online opinion piece like this make you feel dumb or guilty about your choices. Always learn, always adapt, always improve, but you've ultimately got to get the best information you can and then make and own some of those big choices. And sure, yes, absolutely. In a perfect world, everything would be protected all the time with a backup strategy that involved multiple local devices, offsite storage, keys and deposit boxes, and automatic cloud copies. The kind of system that would be safe against just anything short of an alien invasion, like mass drivers from orbit, an extinction level event. But this world, like the vast majority of backup plans, are so far from perfect. Routines falter, drives fail, and 2FA and recovery keys get lost. Now, if those drives aren't encrypted or your online provider keeps a copy of the keys, you'll have some options for getting the data back, including ultra expensive recovery services and ultra time consuming tech support requests. It is an absolutely searing, searing pain in the ass, but the cost may end up being just far, far less than your priceless memories or documents. And that doesn't take away, like at all, from data theft still being a threat. So you wanna make sure some of your data is right and properly locked down at the hardware level, encrypted on local and backup drives and fully two-factored online, secured against anything up to the rise of the machines, like the matrix in your hardline, and no one can get to it short of burning a million dollar zero day exploit or the advent of quantum computing. So I know that's a lot, maybe too much, but taking all of it into account, here's what I personally do. I use encrypted messaging, but not email, because encrypted email is still just a huge hassle and I conduct myself accordingly. I also encrypt my laptop drive because I travel with it and I just don't like the idea of it being lost or stolen and someone having access to all of my accounts and data. I don't encrypt any of the drives that store or back up any of the video projects for this channel or my family photo library, for example, because they are way more valuable to me than they are to anybody else. And I need to be able to recover those for both professional and personal reasons. I do use some online services where I encrypt the files just locally prior to upload or where they don't have the keys. So they're absolutely secure. But for a lot of totally non-sensitive stuff, I use a service where the provider does have a copy of the keys so they can recover them because I am not worried at all about subpoenas. I just want the convenience and the peace of mind. But if you're a celebrity or a journalist or a dissident or a diplomat or involved in some shady side hustle or yeah, a spy, and you have a higher threat level for whatever reason, you'll want and need just a far stricter system than mine. At the end of the day, you have to encrypt you. You have to have something that you're comfortable living with. And beyond that, new features like recovery contacts close relatives or friends who can get unlock codes for you if you lose access and pass keys, which are way, way more secure, but also easier to use than passwords may radically change all of our options and what I personally do in the very near future. But this part I expect will remain the same. 
encrypt absolutely everything that you'd rather lose access to than have stolen, anything that would ruin you if it got out, and don't encrypt absolutely anything that you'd rather have stolen than lose access to, anything that would ruin you inside if you no longer had it. And then set yourself a yearly or even monthly reminder to revisit which is which, because technology and circumstances change just all the time, which is why I try to automate and even accelerate my productivity with Text Expander, today's sponsor. Basically, if I ever do anything more than four or five times, I just text expander it. I've been doing it for years. Back when I ran iMore, a major tech site, I had everyone doing it. It's how we got news up so fast, so always. Just end news and bam, full post markdown templates filled, links, containers, all of it, everything. And it's how I still start my video descriptions today. Just DDES and boom, everything I need is right there. I even, and don't tell anyone this, but I even use it to respond to rude messages online. I type some not so nice words and presto, Text Expander replaces them with a gracious response. Cathartic, classy, and no one gets canceled. It's on pretty much every platform. You set it up once and you just never have to type or even copy paste it again. And because you're watching this video right now today, you can click on the link in the description and get Text Expander for 20% off. Just click that link and save 20% and a ton of time with Text Expander. Clicking on that link really helps out the channel, and so does hitting up this video on pass keys and why they may just be the end of passwords. Give it a watch, and I'll see you in the next video.